Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey, podcast listeners. In today's episode, you're going to learn how to shift your money mindset to increase your wealth and abundance while empowering others to achieve financial success, killer productivity hacks to get things done and reach your goals faster, and a sneak peek into what a typical workday in Stefan's life looks like. Enjoy. All right, we have a question from, I believe it's Peter Semis, but it says Peter. (laughs) So (laughs) best advice you've gotten or learned on money mindset and attracting and keeping wealth. What's up, Peter? Hey, man, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. Enjoying the sun here. So it's a nice good, day. Dude. Uh, good. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about money mindset. I don't know if you've, I missed the earlier part of the call. I hope you didn't talk about it, but um, people can make money. Obviously, there's two facts to that, right? The making money, keeping money. So mm-hmm. I know you're good at both. So I'd like to hear the, the second portion of that. Yeah. Um, and I'm still not, I mean, I'm, I'm decent at keeping money. Like I've gotten way better at it as I've gotten older. And part of my mentality was always, like I'm going to make enough money until I can't like outspend what I'm making and I'm like forced to save money. That was always kind of a mentality of mine, which is not (laughs) necessarily a smart mentality. It's just the way I approached it. And, um, and then again, as you get older and have a a child and a family, you get a little bit more, uh, you know, kind of about that. Um, an interesting realization I had in 2015, 2016 was that, uh, my your business finances will often reflect your personal finances so if your business is sort of like in disarray or you don't really know how much you're making or you're bringing money in but you're not like keeping it um you'll generally find that that's reflective in your personal finances as well so i think that's kind of an interesting lesson uh so if you run a business like you know the two are really go hand in hand together um i think that sitting on Cash is never a problem, never a bad thing. I and mean, people, the thing about having money is like you always want to put it somewhere, um, which makes sense, right? Because you want your money to work for you. Uh, but I think that having a stockpile for a rainy day and being comfortable with that and okay. Because, for example, say you've got like whatever you have, whether it's, you know, $10,000 or a million dollars just sitting around in cash, and you're like, like, well, right now I could be investing in this, this, or that. But like, you also feel like there's a probability of like a recession coming or something bad happening. Like for example, of COVID when Facebook yeah. stock went down to $139 a share from like $220 a share. It's like, yeah. And then it went back to 240 or whatever it's at now. It's like, so basically if you're staying on that cash and you see those opportunities and you can act, um, the returns you can get are really massive versus 
feeling like you always have to immediately take your money and put it places. But of course, in order to do that, you do need to have the discipline to not just look at that money and do dumb shit with it. Um, which is important, right? Cause it's, it's easy to look at it and be like, I've got this money. I should spend it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, those are a couple, I, you know, but I, but I think the biggest mindset too, like I, from a mindset perspective is that, um, like if you like not feeling guilty, I mean, the biggest thing people have is hangups and guilt around money and they feel like they don't deserve it. They don't deserve what they're being paid. Um, they feel like they're a bad person and other people want them to be like a bad, you know, other people judge them or feel negatively about them if they have money as well. The way I feel about it personally is that I'm never going to apologize for having a lot of money, but like my entire goal is like just to get everyone else a bunch of money too. It's like, I'd rather, instead of apologizing and not and limiting myself, I'd rather not apologize and bring everybody up to my level. Um, and so, but I think that's a mindset shift versus the upper limit stuff like Gurley mentioned and, and it's in the big leap, which is a really good book uh, of people just sort of looking at it and feeling like I've got to give some of this, I got to get rid of it. I shouldn't have this. I like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not about the money. It's what do you do with the money? Like having a lot of money enables me to then do this call without charging people. Cause like, I'm not worried about where my next fucking, I mean, I could be retired. Right. Which is great. But like, I don't have to worry about where my next monthly rent or mortgage payment is coming from or how I'm putting food on the table. So having money to me is, isn't a tool that enables me to then help more people. And so if I didn't have that money, I'd be way less effective and I wouldn't be able to help as many people or reach as many people. And so I look at money, not as an evil, but as this incredible gift and this incredible asset that enables me to make really powerful change in the world. Um, so I think maybe thinking about money from your perspective of what does the money enable you to do, right? What does it help you to get like, what, what, what can you do with that money? And not just about making more, but like how can you impact the world in a positive way? And if you align that with making money, then I think it becomes easier to make money and to feel less, uh, hung up about it. That's a good paradigm shift. Thanks, Stephanie. Cool, man. Yeah, happy to help. Yeah. Uh, question from Conrad Diaz. Uh, any productivity tips for reading all these books, writing all the copy you write, and running the businesses you run? What's up, Conrad? Could be Conrad stepped away from his computer for a minute while uh, didn't expect to be called on. But I'll start answering because I think it's a good question. Um, the big things for me are deep work. Like, I mean, like scheduling time for deep work. Um, so like really I'm looking at, okay, for every, any given week, what are my major, what's everything I have to do? My, uh, kind of like must, must do things. My biggest needle movers, my things that are urgent, but aren't important. Kind of the Eisenhower box is which people, if you haven't heard of an Eisenhower box, look into that. Um, sort of like that. And I go through and then I'm kind of picking out my top two or three needle movers that are like, these are my needle movers. These are the things that I, if I get these things done this week, I'm going to feel really good um, about, you know, myself and my week. Right. And okay. So out of those two or three things, how many hours is each of those things going to take? And then, so say one's going to take 10 hours, one's going to take five hours, one's going to take seven hours. Um, okay, it's 22 hours. All right, perfect. Now here's my calendar in front of me. What time blocks do I have right now for the week that aren't, I don't have other commitments or things where I can just schedule the deep work time to do these. And then which one do I want to do first and how am I going to do them within my calendar? And then in addition to that, having stuff that's sort of set like around all that. So this call is Thursdays at 
10 Pacific my time until 1130. I may try and go another 10 minutes again today if that allows me because I want to answer more questions. But basically 10 to 1130, 1145, whatever, set my calendar. Now that I'm doing this, um, uh, the RMBC Applied program that I'm doing, that's Fridays at 9 a.m. I'm assuming they'll go for about an hour and a half, but I'll probably allocate two hours just to be safe. Um, so that goes from nine to 11. Um, perfect, set. Uh, I have like a weekly call for the supplement company that I'm involved in from 1.30 to two. So I have all this stuff like set. I like reoccurring and I have my, my big needle movers and I have those blocked out on my calendar and those times are for deep work. And then even stuff like my daily email, right? Well, like I basically just wake up at 5.30 in the morning, 5.45, which by the way, waking up early is like a just massive game changer. Um, it just really, really makes a big difference because you have more time. So that's when I'm gonna write my email, my daily email to my list, respond to emails, catch up on Facebook. Um, and I allocate time for my, my fuck around time to just go on the internet and do dumb shit, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, by doing that, it just sort of helps me. And then everything else on my list that like isn't urgent or important and that isn't the biggest needle mover, one of the top three, I kind of look at it. If I, I have that checklist, so whenever I have free time or a scheduled free time, I try and go through and check off as many of those things as I can. But if I, you know, can't get to them, then it's okay. I'm also, I also accept that there's things I want to get done that I just won't get done. And I was actually thinking about this recently, uh, how if I look at like my to-do list and say, I don't look at it for a week or two, cause I'm doing other shit and I come back to it. Or I look at something I wrote down and I was like feeling stressed out. I pretty much got everything done. Like we don't have to, you, the big things are important things that you need to get done. You'll get done. So you don't have to sit around stressing about them and keep writing them down, repeating them to yourself again and again and again. Like it doesn't need to happen. Like they'll get done. Uh, sometimes it may take a little bit longer, but that's okay. But in the grand scheme of things, like we have years and years and years on this planet, hopefully. So rather than stress out over, yo, I didn't get all these things done in this five day block. It's like, all right, whatever. Who cares? I got done in 14 days or 21 days or whatever. Maybe it took a little bit longer than I wanted, but it doesn't really affect anything in the grand scheme of things. So uh, those are sort of the big kind of the way I approach all of that. Cool. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. Question from Pedro Martins. What's a typical day for Stefan look like? It's a pure productivity and habit oriented question. Cool. Pedro, what's up, man? Hey, Stefan. Hey, Ed. can you hear me? Yeah. Wonderful. How are you guys? Doing good. Oh, How are you doing? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually cooking dinner. <laughs> nice. What are, you, what are you making? Uh, scramble eggs, uh, some chorizo. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Nice. Love some chorizo. This would, like, t today would be my, my dad's birthday, so we have having like a, a little party to celebrate him. So that's, that's awesome. That's really nice. Good stuff, man. Dinner at Pedro's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Absolutely. So... Yeah, the, yeah. The question was, yeah, it's pretty much self-explanatory, man. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, um, let me get back to the question here. Like a typical day, right? From productivity habit-oriented question. Um, yeah, I kind of I answered it a little bit in the previous one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, primarily, uh, and Paige, Paige, let me have you meet yourself while I answer, just because of the the cooking. Yeah, sure. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um. But yeah, it's like waking up at like 5.30, 5.45, uh, drinking coffee. When I can, I try to like do a walk or something. It's different. Like in, in Vegas, it's so 
warm in the morning. That's actually great for doing a really early morning walk. Uh, in San Diego, where I am right now, it's more overcast in the morning, especially during the summer. Uh, so I'm less motivated to do that. Uh, but going on, I honestly, typically checking like my, my email and going through messages pretty, pretty fast. Cause I just like enjoy doing it. Uh, like I used to spend like a half an hour reading the newspaper. Like I'd read the wall street journal, uh, LA times and the Las Vegas review journal. But I found that for whatever reason that actually kind of didn't set my tone of the day in a good way, even though like the wall street journal, I feel like is fairly objective compared to, I think most newspapers aren't. Um, I just sort of, maybe it got my mind going too many places or distracted me. And I feel like I, I didn't have as much, I don't have as much focus when I do that. So, uh, I'd rather kind of jump in and start answering stuff and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, then I'll tip a lot of days. I'll take a break, say I woke up at five 30 at about six 45, seven, and I'll read a book for about a half an hour. And that can be anything, whatever I'm reading. It's usually not the same book I'm reading at night. Uh, but you know, if I have, it may, it may be saying it's more like stimulating and less, and more practical, like a business book versus like a history book. Um, cause I read a business book at night. My mind gets to like starts racing and I don't fall asleep. Um, so then on seven, seven 30, I'll write my daily email. And then about eight o'clock, I'll jump into my deep work stuff. Usually I have calls. I, I really try to schedule any calls as much as I can until at least I really would prefer like 11, 11, 30, 12. I really try to schedule my calls in the afternoon because my better, my most best working time is in the morning. Um, like today I had a call at nine with somebody all good, but I really try to avoid that. Uh, and then since like the lockdown around eight, between eight and eight 30, I go up and get my daughter up. So like wake her up, start the day with her. And I'll usually chill till like nine. I mean, that's the big secret guys. Like I'm working, I'm working less right now because of the lockdown and I'm at home. So I, I spend like from about eight, 15 to nine o'clock with my daughter. I work, I put her down for a nap. That's from about 1230 to one, one fifteen, And I usually stop at like, 4:30, cause then it's like family time. Um, so I'm actually, wor- I know it sounds crazy cause I do a lot of stuff, but I, I'm, I'm working like probably, it feels like I'm working like six hour days. I, I guess like the, the early morning times what really makes up for that. But, um, but I don't feel like that's work. It's sort of just catching up on stuff. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. So that's kind of the main things. And then, like I said, all what I said before with the deep work stuff and all that. Thanks man. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy dinner. All right, that's just about it for today. Before we finish though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul. And then my last name is Georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And I will see you in my email list. Bye.